Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ChopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day. And it will give you that great energy, that great, great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order and start taking back control of your health today. If we're going to be healthy in the 21st century, we have got to keep inflammation under control. Inflammation is literally the root cause of all the different degenerative chronic health conditions, things like Alzheimer's, heart disease, Parkinson's disease, cancer, diabetes. These are all characterized by chronic inflammation. And so I went ahead and I interviewed some of the top experts in the world when it comes to inflammation and I actually created a summit. It was called the Chronic Inflammation Summit. We hosted it in May of 2021. You may have listened, you may not have, but I wanted to share some of my favorite interviews on this podcast. And this is one of them. You guys are going to get so much value out of this podcast. And if you know anybody that's struggling with any sort of chronic health conditions, maybe they have pain in their body, digestive issues, autoimmunity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, brain issues, please share this podcast with them. It can literally change and save their lives. And if you haven't already, take a moment and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that, and let's go into the show. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chronic Inflammation Summit. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, 
And today we're going to be talking about parasites and gut infections, how they provoke inflammation and natural strategies you can take to help reduce your microbial load, to help heal your microbiome and reduce inflammation in your body and really thrive in life. And so I've got a great guest, Dr. Todd Watts. He's affectionately called the Parasite Man. And he runs Total Body Wellness Clinic up in Boise, Idaho. And you may also be familiar with his supplement companies, Micro, Microbe Formulas, as well as Cellcore Biosciences. Not only does he help develop supplements, but on top of that, he also educates doctors, lay people, different practitioners of all types on how they can help their clients, particularly clients with chronic chronic inflammation and chronic, just chronically debilitating cases get well. He's well-known. People travel to his clinic from literally all over the world. He also works with people uh, over Zoom as well. So Dr. Todd, welcome to the summit. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Jockers. Absolutely. Well, you know, we got to start obviously by talking about parasites. And so really talking about what they are your experience with them, and what kind of symptoms that somebody might experience if they have parasites? So um, it's interesting that in my journey of my own health and wellness, and in many of my clients and patients, how much of a part this became of it, where in the beginning, I didn't know really anything about parasites. It was more uh, working with Lyme disease and the co-infections and uh, Epstein-Barr and, and many of the, the more commonly known things. So in this evolution of things, parasites came up with a doctor that I had worked with, and he, he said, hey, look, your, your headaches um, and some of the other your seasonal allergies and things that are going on, um, these are coming from a, a threadworm, a specific type of parasite. So this is, this is what got me on to learning all about parasites and, and diving into the physiology within the body, what it's doing and, and what's happening. And um, so... Let's uh, let's go right after your questions. So, what is what are some 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 signs that somebody may have a parasite? First of all, um, I feel like everyone probably has them. So, um, with that, it just depends on the load and where your immune function is to, to whether you can handle or whether they proliferate more, or do you keep them in check? I think sometimes there's a there's a, a balance there that um, that we have. So, some signs and symptoms would be uh, chronic headaches, migraines, which are two different things. Uh, skin eczema, psoriasis, uh, itchy skin. Uh, there's uh, a lot of GI distress. So uh, yeah, anything from digestive issues to bloating to, um, to gut pain. Uh, also, a lot of people will see things in um, issues with sleep, anxiety, depression, uh, fatigue. And I mean, almost any symptom you can relate back to a specific type of the, a parasite or the fact that it's creating an imbalance in the immune system. And that imbalance in the immune system will uh, then allow other infections to take bigger hold. Mm -hmm. So that's where I go into a lot of this stuff when I'm training doctors for uh, continued education credits uh, is going into the, to the immunology and the biochemistry within the body. And, and there's different types of parasites. So most people think, oh, worms are parasites. But that is, that is probably the most common roundworms. You know, dogs have them, cattle, goats, sheep, horses, threadworms are very common. Pinworms is what probably most people understand. Their kids having, they say about 50% of kids in school have pinworms. Hmm. And um, there's over-the-counter meds you can get at Walgreens and CVS and, the, and those type of places for it. I go online, uh, usually to Amazon and 
and you can get bigger amounts. But the the fact the fact is 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 they exist. Um, I've seen multiple cases all over the board. Even to I had a little girl that was seven years old that was having a really bad bladder pain, and all the urologists and pediatricians and gastroenterologists nobody could figure out what was going on, and uh, figured out it was a a hookworm that had gotten up when she was probably swimming. Um, the weekend after it started, it went up through her ureter and penetrated up through it to her bladder. And, and those can just penetrate right through the skin in, in lake water, warm lake water. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's just all kinds of, of issues there. And that's, that's what if somebody has mold, somebody has Lyme disease, somebody has any GI issues, somebody has chronic viral infections, they have to be looking at parasites as well because of what it does within the immune function. And what do parasites do to the immune system? It raises the T helper 2 cells. So there's two main systems that most people talk about in the immunology is TH1 and TH2. And, and, and in raising TH2 is to create specific cytokines with the inflammatory markers that um, interleukins and, and within that it uh, goes over to the TH1 and causes and turns on some genetic coding for uh, viral replication as well as it suppresses uh, those immune cells in the TH1 side, which is really more going after viruses and uh, protozoans and bacteria like Lyme and stuff. So then all of a sudden, these people that have chronic Lyme disease, like what I was dealing with personally, and dealing with Babesia and Lyme, a little bit of Bartonella and Epstein-Barr, these issues there, I was like, man, I kept cycling, couldn't seem to get over the hump. Once I addressed the parasites, because this doctor told me about it, mm. Um, then I stopped cycling. It's like my immune system balanced out. So I was dominant here, which suppressed the, the other one. And when I knocked this down, this is able to come up and, and meet, it, meet it there and balance out in the middle to where the, the immune system can function. And so I mean, there's some good studies uh, on PubMed on that and research. And uh, there's some good articles written off of those that are a little bit more simplified for the average person to read. Just helminths and herpes, for example, or so herpes viruses. Mm-hmm. That people that had horrible herpes viruses on their lips, up through their nose, for over 10 years that we were able to clear out by addressing parasitic infections that kept driving the, the, the reason why they kept having that because they were on antiviral medication for years just to keep it at bay. So there's a, you know, a lot of the herpes viruses are Epstein-Barr, Cytomegalo, yeah. HHV-6, not just the, you know, the ones here and the ones down below. So there's eight different types of herpes viruses, which they say 90% of people in the world have one of them. And, um, so that, that's, that's one of the things. Another thing, seasonal allergies, food allergies, food sensitivities, IgE reactions. So part of it is the IgE, the IgE actually goes up as well. So now things are a lot more highly reactive. Parasites drive that. So when I have somebody that comes in, it's like, man, I am reacting to everything. Or I have severe seasonal allergies. Mm. And let's clear the gut. I mean, the gut, so much of the immune system is right centered in the GI gut system. That you, If you clear that out, it's going to help so many other things. Yeah. So basically, so a lot of times those kind of seasonal allergies, things like that can be related to histamine intolerance and just an overproduction of histamines. Do parasites promote more histamine release? Exactly. They promote more, more yeah. histamine release. And as, as you, and that's what really helped uh, for me because I used to have severe, like my eyes would itch so bad mm. and all the nasal and the ear and the throat itching. And, and those that have seasonal allergies can, can relate. Yeah. It's not a fun experience. And so um, with clearing clearing the gut out and, and working on parasites, that completely got that in, back into balance, and I no longer had those histamine reactions. I've seen uh, other people that have had mast cell and major histamine reactions come into the clinic uh, in the past, and 
uh, you know, they've done all the protocols for MCAS and histamine stuff. And it's like, look, it's parasites. Let's clear the parasites. And sure enough, uh, one of them had just tremendous amount of liver flukes. We cleared the liver flukes out and he dumped a ton of them. And then literally overnight within one week, all his uh, mast cell type uh, reactions completely were gone. Hmm. Uh, and and same thing with others, with seasonal allergies disappear, skin problems disappear. Um, I've had my wife and children all have eczema. My wife had chronic eczema since she was a little girl, completely cleared up for probably the last 10 years now because of, uh, uh, just, just because of the fact we've addressed parasitic infections. Yeah. I mean, maybe about seven years now. What is a yeah. liver fluke? Can you explain that? That's not one that most people hear about. So it's, it's in the classification of trematodes. And, and so it's more of a flatworm. And then they're, they're, they're more kind of like looking like this. There's great pictures on. A multicellular on organism. Because mm-hmm. you have some parasites that are, are protozoa or like single cellular organisms. And then you've got yes. the helminths uh, and the multicellular organisms. So this is a larger one. It's a larger one, and you can yeah. definitely see it when you pass it. So they, they get into the ducts in there, um, and there's a few different parasites that can clog up bile flow in, in, in the bile ducts in the liver. One is, is liver flukes. Another one is roundworms and then threadworms mm-hmm. uh, that can make its way up in there and cause issues. Um, but what we have found also is people that are having pain by the liver, uh, especially like boring pain, they're just working their way up and through the, through the liver mm-hmm. and gotten rid of those issues with that. Um, the, the the classifications are tapeworms, which a lot of people have heard of. Yeah. So you have your your dog tapeworm. Uh, there's uh, beef, pork, fish yeah. um, are the most common. There's a small dwarf tapeworm, dwarf tapeworm called Hymenoleptis uh, uh, nana. And the that's one classification. The next classification is trematodes, which are like the liver flukes. There's pancreatic flukes, lung flukes, intestinal flukes, blood flukes. Mm-hmm. And then there is um, the nematodes. And the nematodes are where you get the roundworms, the pinworms, the threadworms, hookworms. And then we go into the protozoans, and the protozoans are the microscopic ones. You don't see those. Yeah. And, and that's where you get the toxoplasma gondii, right, which is like the, don't change the kitty litter because you may get this parasite. And that's why they don't want women that are pregnant doing that because it can damage the fetus, but it still causes problems within an individual if the immune system isn't balanced. And, and, and if it's too much, then it shuts down. Um, there's an enzyme that it can affect called GABA, so uh, GAD67. So it decreases that production to GABA, which drives up glutamate, and, and then they get more anxiety, have problems sleeping, um, and uh, some people get schizophrenia. Um, there's another uh, parasite. Well, the hookworms, the schistosomas also can drive, affect the same enzyme. And so you get more anxiety with, with it. So anxiety, depression are areas that we have to consider parasites uh, as well as other things that could be the case. There's not just one thing that can drive those issues. But um, be amazed how much gut health is is uh, so much a part of, of our brain like that. For sure. Now, somebody with a healthy immune system, because we're always encountering parasites, really impossible to avoid them altogether. We obviously just don't want to expose ourselves to really heavy doses, heavy loads of parasites if we can help it. But we're, we're going to be exposed to some level. But somebody with a healthy immune system can keep those in check. With somebody with a suppressed immune system, um, they're going to be obviously at risk of developing more of an infection where those parasites get in and they really uh, create a home and start to replicate. And you were also saying how 
parasites really hit that Th2 system. Th2 becomes dominant. Th1 becomes weak. So does the body, like if, if, we're, if, we've got, if we're facing viruses and different things like limes and whatnot that, that may push the Th1 system, but the body will prioritize the immune component of the Th2 for the parasites and create more of an imbalance there because it wants to get rid of the parasites before the viruses? Is that what you were saying before? It could be that the, the parasites were there before. So the body's yeah, already shifted there. there. First. Mm-hmm. And so then gotcha. the other part is, is trying you're trying to deal with. Now, yeah. there's also a relationship with the retroviruses where the retroviruses drive up TH1 and suppress TH2, then you can't control the parasites. And you can't get rid of the parasites. So I, I, I worked with people with like, man, they've been a year and they still got parasites. What's going mm-hmm. on? And then that's when I started diving into researching, okay, what would cause chronic parasitic infections in the immune system not being able to get this under control. And that's where the retrovirus is, uh, you know, of course, most people know AIDS or HIV, yeah. but there's a number of other ones. HTLV1 and 2 um, are a part of that. There, there's a variety of other retroviruses that, that are out there, but there's a strong correlation. Uh, just typing in on PubMed, strongyloides and HTLV1 um, or HTLV2, you'll see a major correlation between those two organisms, mm. that retrovirus and, and that type of parasite. And these type of people are, tend to have a lot of fatigue and just low vitality. Um, and and um, this, is, this is where I was diving in and found, found what was going on because I've had people I worked with that like, man, they should just, we can't get on top of this. And so, uh, you know, why is that? And then this is now where I, and in part of our continued ed credit stuff that we do for doctors, we teach uh, the immunology in depth on this so that they can be aware. And if you're aware, then you, you can be like, okay, I, I see what's going on. Maybe I sit back and go, go another direction. But these like parasites and like roundworms, for example, uh, have a glyoxalate cycle. So there's a certain cycle in their, in their system that then produce metabolites that then suppress our Krebs cycle, which is in the mitochondria. So then we get fatigued. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's certain ones that can cause, I find that this threadworm strongyloides sarcolis, that one is, um, causes a lot of fatigue, a lot of the major headaches uh, and problems there. Roundworms cause a lot of the eczema. Threadworms can do the same thing. And uh, there's the anemia issues. There's uh, iron issues. There, You start looking at lab work and seeing, okay, hey, there's some eosinophils that are heavy, you know, higher, or it looks all normal. And then once I start the, the, the treatments, and the protocols to support the body to clear it, um, then all of a sudden now the immune system like it wakes up. So oh, hey, hey, it's there. Let's let's go after it. But it could be twenty years that's been there, and so it's it's just regulated out. Just like all right, dealing with this. And so people I tell, tell people know is you don't have to suffer. Keep going with these symptoms. Even I mean even low grade energy or. Um, I've seen even high-level athletes in, in, you know, in NHL, MLB, uh, NFL that have done some protocols, and um, by clearing this stuff out, all of a sudden their energy levels to perform and recover was so much better. Yeah, that's good. And 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 you mentioned labs. Can you uh, elaborate more on some of the labs that you like to look at? Markers that you're looking at that may indicate uh, chronic inflammation, may indicate parasites, viruses, different things like that that you're looking at. Yeah, so some of the I, you know, I run a comprehensive lab panel, blood panel on people, and that you know I look at the white blood cell counts and I, I look at patterns of what's going on within the thyroid and what's happening in the the liver and what's going on in the kidneys and um, overall the, just the general metabolites and stuff in there. But 
and I definitely look at the red blood cells to see if there's anemia issues. Um, a lot of the traditional parasite panels that people run just don't show parasites. It's just how it is. It's going to show them the protozoans, mm-hmm. so microscopic ones. Yeah. But the, the, typically, the, the liver flukes and the tapeworms and and the roundworms and things that that I worked with people on, uh, even the you know lung flukes don't come out of the lungs and say, "Hey, here I am in the stool." Or the, the strongyloides, which is a stomach or small intestinal parasite, lung and sinuses, don't typically show either. So uh, I found uh, so many people were just negative, negative, negative across the board on traditional parasite testing. I haven't found any good testing. But then as we go through and we do assessment, so I have assessment forms and case studies and, and look at the history, um, then I'm like, you know, parasites are probably a, a part of this. These products not only help the gut health, but they also help remove and push out parasites and balance that whole system. Let's try this. And the next thing you know, all these things are coming out of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you well know, and as I've seen tons of pictures from people that send stuff in, into us, but um, yeah. it, it's, it, it's part of it. And it just, we just have to understand that. And unfortunately in America today, we feel like we have them here, but if you cross the border into Mexico, we don't have them here. But if you cross the border into Tijuana or Sonora or any of these other Nogales, going down to Mexico, all of a sudden you can get up. So don't drink the water. Don't touch, you know, be careful with what you eat. But our, our people live here in America. They're from Asia. They're from South America. They're from all over the world. So it's a, it's a, it's a global society today, not just, you know, we're just Americans and we don't have parasites. Like you have a dog, you have cats, you can have a parasite. You have horses and cattle, you're going to have parasites because they're they're there. They all have them. Mm-hmm. People deworm them all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, what does the full moon have to do with parasite activity? So, parasite activity of the full moon is when the larvae come out, and so and certain um, parasites like roundworms, threadworms, uh, a variety of them, um, they have a life cycle in the lungs. So larvae go up into the lungs, they come back out and go down down into the uh, intestines, and then they, they mature. So that's where the full moon comes into play. Is that there's a lot, you know I've seen it's just just a lot of restlessness that people have a lot more either symptoms. You see it easier in little kids. So I've seen um, babies, a lot of babies that I've worked with that were head to toe in eczema, and during that time period of full moon. And they're just scratching, their faces are bleeding, and they can kind of control what was going on. Their symptoms were exacerbated dramatically. Their parents had to cover their hands, and um, and some of them even had to take gloves on them so they wouldn't pull them off to scratch their faces so bad. And within a few months, all that was completely cleared up. That they had been dealing with 18 months or two years, and having done you know the steroids and all the med- traditional medical treatment that they had gone through, nobody. Had, figured out, well, probably parasites. No. And um, you know, Holda Clark, you know, she's a pioneer back in the 70s and 80s on this and wrote some books about it. And and uh, she was a naturopath PhD. And she, she, you know, that's where I started doing deep dives into what she wrote and then looking into different PubMed research and um, other books of experts and, and learning, learning what's, what's happening. And, and it's uh, once you start seeing these symptoms people have, then you can almost look at, okay, it's probably this type of parasite just based off the symptoms that's being caused. Yeah. And also with the full moon, just from a, um, from a neurological chemistry perspective, you've got more light 
taking place because the sun's reflecting off the moon. And so that reduces our melatonin release and increases serotonin. And it's that serotonin that uh, their parasites have serotonin receptors that make them more active. And so I know that you guys with microformulas and with uh, Cellcore and how you teach doctors, you teach to really go after those parasites, particularly around the full moon. It's a really great time to do a, to do a protocol, right? Yeah, so absolutely. what are some of the great herbs to, to utilize there? So we use the mimosa pudica seed, and that mimosa pudica helps the binding just pull stuff and clean up the GI system. Also has some good properties in there that are uh, more towards antibacterial and antiparasitic properties. Then we, we use um, a formula that has badanga, neem, clove, uh, trifola, amla. So these are uh, Ayurvedic herbs. So they're the Ayurvedic herb blend that we put together that addresses the three doshas, the three main body types. And so it's very well tolerated by many people. But it also, at the same time with the neem, is good for the microbiome. It's supportive for the liver. So a number of them are, are good for the microbiome. And, and But yet they still push out because of the spices and, and bitters in there, push out um, parasites. And, and, then we, and then we have other uh, products that have thyme and sage and uh, some little bit of black walnut in there and blue tansy. And so some different herbs, more American herbs, that uh, is very effective tincture. And, uh, and the thing is, is what we're looking for, <coughs> holy basil is another one. What we're looking for is when I put these together and formulated these, I wanted to be sure we could address the larvae, the eggs, and the adult phase. The other thing I wanted to be sure um, on that tincture was I want to try and drive it to the lungs to push parasites out of the lungs as well because there's so many life cycles from the GI system to the lungs as well as there's a variety of different lung parasites. So people that have asthma and cough, chronic coughs and <coughs> type stuff that I'm Oh, that guy's got parasites. You know, it's, um, uh, I wanted to be sure we had something that could address the whole life cycle of specific types of parasites so that we could drive these things out instead of just take, oh, here's a drug, but it doesn't address the larvae or it doesn't address the eggs. So then it, they just keep replicating. So you, you have to be sure you address the different stages. So which of those herbs are best for, let's start with like the larger multicellular organisms like worms that are in our system? So the way um, the the way I put these together is that they could do a variety across the board. Mm -hmm. So so with uh, with the different ingredients, so um, the amla or the olorina, uh, which is kutaja in in uh, in India, that one is more for protozoans, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay, the vedanga is going to be more geared towards uh, roundworms. Uh, neem uh, is going to be hot for liver stuff. So flukes, um, they also address, the vinegar also addresses some of the uh, tapeworm stuff. And then black walnut and some of the blue tansy, that stuff will hit roundworms and threat the worms pretty good. But at the same time, on higher doses, the, the, the tapeworms don't like it. So I've seen people pass six-foot tapeworms. Mm. Uh, one guy passed four or four of them. He lived in Brazil for a little while, so he got exposure down there. Um, I've had people do cruises down to the Caribbean and to Mexico and, you know, just weren't the same after the cruise. And as we treat, uh, as we help them, supported them taking some products, you know, they passed a ton of parasites. And one gal passed a lot of them that were two feet long, four feet long. Um, and, and then, you know, then there's other ones that are just tiny little things that look like little rice kernels. 
and the strongylides are that way. The threadworms are really small, and then um, the the liver flukes with with those um, the you know that formula one there that that are that'll that'll help it and and start just changing the chemistry that neem the bitters the bitters are good and I don't think we eat enough bitters in our American diet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, that, that helps with stomach acid. It helps with digestive juices. It helps with liver bile production. Um, so that's, that's what we're, we're doing with the combination of, of them. But, uh, yeah, we just had a lot of success with, with all these formulas. I mean, I've even had people, I do nasal rinses with, with one of the formulas, a, a liquid tincture that pass parasites out of their nose. Crazy, crazy. Formula, that's the formula two. That's the formula two. Yeah. Yeah. So you just dilute that down, put that in like a little syringe that you shoot up your nose. Yeah. Or, so yeah. some people do neti pots. Some people do yeah, a spray pot. thing. Um, I, yeah. There's a Navash thing I use. I'll do you know like ten drops per six six ounces of water, which is a lot of water. Um, I help people start at one or two drops, work their way up. Mm-hmm. I can tolerate more than most because I've done a lot of stuff. Um, and and then I'll you know the blow and just. You'd be amazed what comes out of the sinuses. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's so interesting. Are you guys considering uh, putting that into like a spray format, like a sinus spray? We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 we, exactly. we are. I have people made it on their own, and and yeah. then, um, we, we're working on a couple of nasal sprays right now. Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, now, when it comes to parasites, do you recommend somebody? Let's say somebody's very sensitive. Uh, you know, they're they're dealing with chronic health issues, chronic inflammation. Do you recommend they just get started immediately on parasite uh, cleansing or doing full moon protocols, or should they uh, do something before that? So we recommend um, do something before that, and that is opening yeah. up your drainage pathways. You got to be going to the bathroom. You got to have be having your bowel movements. If you're going to go and start knocking these things off, they create a, a byproduct toxin that. Um, doesn't make you feel well if you're not able to get it out. So yeah. you're absorbing that stuff, right? So it's really important that um, you prepare the body for it. So you know, when we have phase one, it's all about energy and drainage. We want to upregulate the body's energy to metabolize these things out. We want to make sure you're opening up your pathways, like your your colon is clearing, your bile movement is flowing. Uh, those are very important. We get into the lymphatics as well. And so it's, it's, it's that drainage funnel that we want to be sure it's, things are moving, things are starting to work, enzymes are being activated because there's energy that allow you to detox and cleanse out. And then we go into into that part of uh, what we call our phase two, which is the digestive system. Yeah. And when we use that mimosa pudica and that formula one uh, in, in there, and, and we support more liver and kidney function as well so that so that things are, are moving throughout the body. Because we found people that, we just hit parasites at the beginning, and all of a sudden they're starting to get, you know, a little bit of water retention. They don't feel good. They can get headaches and get rashes, and that drainage process is really important. Yeah. So most people, especially when you when you've got chronic issues, typically your system is kind of like a pond. It's slow and stagnant, and you want to be like a river. You want things to be flowing through you, and uh, so you're opening up all those drainage pathways. So getting the liver bile ducts really working better the lymphatic system working better, um, which is actually your second circulatory system, really how you're circulating immune cells and getting rid of uh, immune debris and things like that. And uh, you want to make sure you're pooping. Like you said, get a poop. I always tell my clients to get a poop and pee your way to good health, right? I just wanted to take a moment and interrupt this podcast to tell you about Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. Vitamin C 
is a critical compound when it comes to supporting a healthy immune system. It's powerful for the immune system, but it's also really good for your skin, really good for energy. Most people don't realize this, but it actually plays a very important role in energy production. And again, for skin health as well, joint health, there's so many things that vitamin C supports our body in. And what I love about Paleo Valley's Essential C is it's a really powerful pure vitamin C supplement. And unlike most vitamin C's, it contains zero synthetic ingredients that were created in a lab. Instead, it's made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. So nothing weird in there, just food. Guys, check them out at paleovalley.com forward slash jockers to save 15% off. If you're looking for a great vitamin C to support your immune system, your skin, and your energy, go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers to save 15% off the essential C complex. And so you also like to use a lot of bioactive carbons. What are bioactive carbons and how do they benefit us? So bioactive carbons are high energy organic carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Our body is made up of over 96% of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, organic material. And so it, when we're looking at these bioactive carbons or extracts of humic fulvic acid and some other uh, carbon sources, they really help the body to repair. They also are phenomenal for binding on different types of toxins. So they help to bind these toxins and remove them through and out the body. And they have the energy to, to, to do so. They also upregulate the, the cellular function. So a lot of stuff in the cells are, occur because of energy and uh, electrolytes that allow the flow and stuff, stuff inside and out of the cell. Um, similar to a nerve, you have to polarize it. it has to get, you know, there's the polarization and depolarization process. It's, it's similar in, in a way people can relate to that. Um, the, the, the other thing is, is, is that a lot of the processes within the body, so for example, in the liver, in phase one of liver detoxification, get that kicked off so we can get stuff moving out. It, it, um, most don't realize, but the enzymes used to do the work in there are oxygenases, uh, hydroxygenases, redu you know, reductases. So we're using hydrogen and we're using oxygen to attach and bind, and iron's another molecule used, but mostly hydrogen and oxygen to, to get things to work and change to go into phase two to get conjugated to then out the liver. And so uh, we support those. Our pro those products have the high energy oxygen to do that and the, and the molecular hydrogen to do that um, to support those phases and to move things forward. When you're looking at energy production, if you don't have enough oxygen, then your, um, the, the process of making energy gets shunted over to lactic acid. So people are familiar with anaerobic exercise versus aerobic exercise. You can go a lot longer because oxygen levels don't get depleted so quickly. Anaerobic exercise, sprinting, oxygen gets depleted really quickly. And, and then you can only go for so far and then it starts burning your legs, elastic acid buildup. Same thing with chronic illness and inflammation. What we have found is those processes, um, lack of oxygen, mold can suffocate that. Uh, can then shunt everything over to lactic acid, or if there's toxicity, glyphosate, environmental chemicals, heavy metals, other types of infections are blocking that process, then it shunts it to lactic acid. Um, the final electron acceptor, so when we make energy, we create a free radical. That free radical is bound by oxygen and then goes through and is made into hydrogen peroxide and then water. So it's really important that we have that oxygen in the cells 
and um, to be able to bind and, and take, take care of those free radicals. And then the other thing is, is a lot of those molecular hydrogens, the hydrogen hydrogens, will help recycle enzymatic reactions and turn them on and bind. They'll either accept electrons or donate electrons. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll either accept protons or donate protons. So they, they have a lot of ability to just to help the body at whatever its need is. And these things can also help with binding to different toxins as well, right? Like glyphosate and different things like that and helping kind of shuttle those things out of the body. So there's different extracts, which is why we have several different types of binder products or biotocarbon products, um, is they've been made with different cofactors to allow the binding onto those chemicals. So they're not all the same. They all bind differently to different things, Mm. but they're all phenomenal and and we're exposed to all different types of chemicals. Our goal was to get the most outreach to all the things we're exposed to. Over 80,000 types of chemicals we're exposed to today. Right. And so you have multiple different binders that are better at binding to different toxins. So if you want to focus on radiation or if you want to focus on glyphosate or heavy metals or organophosphates, there's different molds and, and other biotoxins like that, there's, there's um, different binders, bioactive carbon <laughs> binders that are going to work better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, how about you mentioned phase one liver detox. A lot of people have highly active phase one, but slow phase two. What, uh, what are you doing to help support phase two liver detox and phase three as well, opening up those bile ducts? So the, the, there's a product called Tudka Plus, and that Tudka Plus with some of the cofactors on it allow it to get to the liver that will help to make new bile and, mm-hmm. and get that stagnation moving. I think when there's stagnation, it slows mm-hmm. down that phase two. Yeah. So because we don't want to keep making these metabolites and they can't get rid of it. Um, also, it, it, that, the sluggish, that sluggish liver with the slowdown of that, of that um, movement of the bile creates more toxicity, which then um, creates the, the enzymes not to, the inhibit enzymes to not to function and to attach those conjugation groups on phase two. So with, with that process, that, that Tucka Plus we found along with the kidney liver support is phenomenal for moving and getting that whole process moving forward and through. Um, there's so many people that have commented on that touch. It's like, wow, that's just changed everything for them. Breaking down fats better. It not only is really good for the, the, the bile and the movement of the bile, but it's great for leaky gut, for brain uh, repair. Uh, there's so many, great for virus, viruses and viral protection. It, re, it re, really repairs the liver. <clears throat> there's so many studies that showing, I have 19 pages of studies that show um, how, it, it, how it not only repairs the liver, but it can repair self-function and, and so many other things that it, it, it does. Why do, why do you think that is? Because I know Tudka is really like a bile salt. And so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to bile, bile is basically bilirubin, which is a breakdown product of uh, when we metabolize red blood cells, as well as cholesterol that's in there, and then bile salts, which allow it to flow. When we don't have enough bile salts, it gets real sludgy and um, slow moving. And so the tugka adds in the salt. Why do you think that, you know, obviously it's not makes sense physiologically that it would help improve the bile flow. Why do you think, uh, it has those benefits for regenerating liver cells? So part of, part of it is the fact that it's, it's a, um, it's a anti-inflammatory bile acid. So some of the bile acids are, can be, can be inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And then it's a second generation of these, like the tudka and the utka, that make uh, that is is less inflammatory and reparative to the body. 
So we, we went through that, and Dr. J went through that in great detail on our last uh, exponential clinical outcome workshop and all the physiology of that bile and the different types of bile. Most bile that we use and that we take in can, can, can have some inflammatory factors to it where the, 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 the tudka doesn't. Hmm, interesting. Yep. So it helps dilate those bile ducts uh, and, and obviously help regenerate the liver. Now, in your kidney liver, uh, that has got things like milk thistle. Uh, what else is in there? Parsley, some mm-hmm. other herbs. How do they impact the liver and the kidneys? So they support the, well, there's different things. So they support different pathways. So they support in the, in the liver, um, the phase one and phase two processes yeah. to, to move to move things through. And then in the, the kidneys, it helps with the, the flow of the kidneys and just the overall health of kidneys. So we've had, I've had a, a gentleman, older gentleman in his 70s mm-hmm. that had had kidney issues um, and his filtration rate was low. And as he took that product, just that one product, it's like, well, what are you doing for you? You know, what is he doing for his kidneys? His kidney markers were improving dramatically because as you get the flow through the kidneys, then the health of the kidneys can flush. As you get lower filtration, then the toxins build up within the kidneys. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they have kidney issues and lymphatic issues, they'll often develop swelling in their ankles, sometimes high blood pressure, yes. right? Frequent urination, right? At night, things like that. So all those things can be factors there. Exactly, and that's the first thing you want to look at is 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 a kidney function. If there's if there's not kidneys, then it could just be lymphatic flow. Yeah. Why they have edema and swelling? So you you want to then look at the lymphatic flow of what's going on within the body. So that's the next step we take. Is is it kidneys? Okay, it's not kidneys. Lymphatics, and and then we always think of lymphatics as just systemic, you know, down to our legs and our arms and everything. But every organ has lymphatics that are draining the organ to clean the organs. So it's not just for um, you know, edema in the feet and legs, but there's lymphatics everywhere. In fact, our intestines have a tremendous amount of lymphatics around them because in the lymphatics isn't just to remove toxins and, and cleanse the body, but within the, the lymph nodes is where we fight infection, tons of infection. Right. And then even in your brain, you've got a glymphatic system that becomes active when we're sleeping, especially getting deep sleep to help drain the brain. And a lot of people that have lymphatic congestion are struggling with trouble sleeping, so that can be a really big factor there as well. Now, Definitely. we mentioned, we talked a little bit about viruses and obviously you talked about your experience with viruses and retroviruses. Um, what are you using to help downregulate or stop viral replication and help the body deal with those? So really it goes back to anybody that has chronic viral infections. I, I, I look at, okay, the immune system. Because a lot of people I see is like they have Lyme, they have co-infections, they have five different viruses that they're positive on. Is it really an infection issue or is it just a, an immune problem? Mm-hmm. It's an immune problem. It's, it's an energy yeah. immune problem. It's not a, an infection problem because yeah. they have everything. So when you balance out the immune system, so I look at a few things. One, I'm like, do they have mold? They expose yeah. the mold because that really plays a major role in suppressing immune function. Do they have parasites and do we need to balance that part out? And then I, I look at the other thing is, is, is the, the aspect of the role of the mitochondria and the immune function. ATP is used for energy in the body, but outside the cell, it's used as a, a signaling molecule to tell the immune system that something's going on. So we have to consider then really upregulating mitochondrial function and getting that the ATP production up, which is, is really getting healthy mitochondria. 
And as we get the healthy mitochondria, then all of a sudden we get on top of the immune function and then we can balance everything out. So there's a variety of things that I look for and, and I assess for on, on, uh, on patients. But there's some really good herbal products uh, on, the, on the market that can help support that. But even those are only so good and if you're not addressing the root cause, right? If you're just addressing the virus, it's just going to come back. So you have to go back to mitochondria function. Are they in mold? Do they have parasites? So there's toxins that are suppressing all those things. Yeah. And so your, your formula is basically the, that phase one, you're focusing on energy, energy production, getting the mitochondria upregulated, mm-hmm. opening up those drainage pathways. And then from there, typically once you've got that set up, then you're looking at parasites and gut. And can you kind of walk through like the phases that you're typically looking at, um, you know, and, and how to kind of step-by-step go through this? I know you guys have it written out uh, with your protocols on microbe formulas, but uh, yes. it would be great to walk through that. Okay, so the first, the first phase is where we really focus on the foundation, which is going to be drainage and energy, like you said. Yeah. Secondly is the gut, because if you take care of the gut issues, you know, so many things... Functional medicine is like 75% of issues all are from the gut. You fix that, and then a lot of these things go away. So we start to cleanse the gut and, and really support liver and kidneys more. And in the third phase, we go deeper with, with stuff. So then we bring in that formula two, which goes more systemic, clearing parasites out of the liver, the lungs, and, um, and supporting the lymphatics and moving things through there. Going into phase four, is where we go deeper on, on the, the toxins. All along, we're processing and clearing toxins and preparing the body to really hit it hard later on. And we hit it hard later on in phase four. And, and, that, and that, um, that step four there is gonna be where we go after all those environmental toxins more depth, in more depth, uh, heavy metals in more, in more depth, really focusing on reducing inflammation and upregulating cell function and the, the body's ability to do it on its own. We really want the body to be able to restore its stuff so it can help the person and not just go off of it and then they go back to where they were. And then on the comprehensive protocol, that's where we go into more depth of the co, which is our phase five, which is the Lyme and Bartonella, Babesia, Mycoplasma. And we had different products that you can really introduce in any phase. If it's at the beginning, that's very low amounts and you start to go up. If it was later on the protocol, then you can do a lot higher amounts because your body's ready for it. Yeah. And those are all tinctures to where you can microdose and then go up to higher amounts. So that's, uh, I think, working with a practitioner at times, they can help you guide that, you know, help guide you through that. Or that's something that you just need to, you know, really listen to all the information we put out there and how to do that on your own. And, uh, and to follow people like yourself or like Dr. Jay and I that will guide people through the, the process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a fantastic interview. And I know, uh, Dr. Todd, you're helping people all around the world with chronic health conditions, chronic inflammation. So I just want to uh, take a moment and acknowledge all the great work you've done. And you're obviously now educating practitioners. I know I've gone through your courses as well. And uh, just some fantastic information. My team, we use a lot of the microbe formulas products and are seeing great results with those. So I just want to thank you for, for doing that and what you've brought to the natural health world. And uh, would love any last words of inspiration for our audience. And so if you're really dealing with chronic illness and chronic disease, it's, it's a, you got to have the mindset that you can't overcome it. We're creating the base of what you need to do that on a chemical level, but you have to also look at a physical and emotional level. What is the relationships you have in your life? 
How are they supporting you in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how are you emotionally, spiritually? Uh, I think a lot of times there may be that battle that, that incongruity somewhere where you're, you're missing something that's not allowing you, your whole being to, to change. So, so getting better over chronic illness isn't just taking a supplement. It's physical exercise. It's, 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 a, it's a mental, emotional part of it, and there's a spiritual part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So important. So Dr. Todd, thanks again, guys. You can check him out. You can check out Microbe Formulas and uh, also Total Body Wellness in Boise, Idaho to, to find out more about Dr. Todd and how to work with him. And we will see you guys on a future interview. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.